You're listening to the Astrophotography Podcast, brought to you by Starfield Optics. Don't just capture Starfield, use one. Everyone, how are you doing? Welcome to the Astrophotography Podcast. Today is a little bit different. We are actually going to be doing a video as well as doing the audio portion. And I have a very, very special guest with me today. Uh, we've been dealing with this company for a long time. I think we're one of their, their first North American dealers. And uh, uh, I've seen this company just grow and grow and grow. And they put out some amazing, amazing products. So without you know any further delay, I'd like to introduce Evans from... Pegasus Astro, all the way from Greece. This is such an amazing opportunity that I have to talk with Evans and I are good friends. At least I think we're good friends, right, Evans? Hello. <laughs> so, yes, yes, of course. Hello, hello, guys. Hello. I, and uh, um, uh, we we've met a few times at NEF and at the Advanced Imaging Conference, um, and they make some amazing stuff. So, Evans, please introduce yourself and uh, uh, Pegasus Astro, if you don't mind. Well, I, we, we started running the company five, five six years ago. And uh, I, I, I personally own half of the company. Angelos is, my, is one of my colleagues, uh, owns the, 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 the half part. And we, and we started uh, as amateur astronomers. Uh, we started creating equipment and products for our own needs. Uh, because some of them were not in the market, were not in the market. So we tried to first to uh, accomplish things uh, for our setup. And after that, a lot of friends were asking, okay, this, this is good. Uh, can, can you make one for us? And, you know, gradually we started in a garage and we, in a basement, not in a garage, in a, in a basement. And, and, we, and we were creating and manufacturing stuff for our friends. And after that, it was uh, exponentially, uh, the growth was exponentially high. And, uh, and then we, we said, okay, let's establish a small company. And the company after that, uh, well, we, we designed lots of things. First, we started with motor controllers and uh, some other things for do heat, simple do heaters. Then Angelos had an idea about the power box, a small device that can, uh, integrates lots of uh, MOSFETs inside and provide power to your equipment. Right. This was one of the most important pro pro products and most people would like to have this. So we, uh, we try to have all our, all our brain storming there and we created a very nice product which was uh, eventually uh, uh, evolved to the, to the power box, the advanced and ultimate power box we have now. Yeah. But after that, the company, we, there were too many things to make and, and, and the growth was very high. So we started from, after that, from power boxes, new heaters, and now we, we are designing mounts and, uh, and other cool and neat stuff. Yeah, it, it's quite so, amazing. It's quite amazing to, to see the, the company from uh, the early days. And I think I, I started dealing with you guys, um, I think, just as the um, dual motor focus controller 
was exactly. uh, transitioning into the Focus Cube, which is an amazing product and still uh, available now, uh, but both products. And uh, there was such a big need in the marketplace for a reliable uh, focusing solution that that didn't break the bank, that was, that was reasonable in price and, and high quality and just simply worked. And that not only did that mean from the software side, but also from, sorry, from the hardware side, but also from the software side that it, it was lightweight, reliable, didn't crash. Um, uh, my apologies. Uh, didn't crash and uh, just worked out, out, out of the box. And I saw some, they, that's that's been an evolving product from the way you've been coupling to the focusers to the actual L bracket itself has, dynamically changed over the past few years and added um, uh, a lot of flexibility to to imagers and being able to remotely control their focusing precisely. And then it you know went from there. The uh, one of my favorite products is the, the power box. Right? I still use the original ultimate power box. Um, and then uh, I have the mini and the the advance as well and on my rig. So you know fantastic products and and uh wh where where uh um where does all this come from right like you said it's stuff that you design for yourselves but you have such some you have some unique products that were not on the marketplace before and now now you know the, whether uh there's a flattery if you want to take it that way but i i can start i see other companies trying to replicate what pegasus is doing um but not not necessarily making that mark. Pegasus has set that standard, and I don't think anyone's really really come up to it yet. Well, I I have to say that all of them were ideas we have in in, in ourselves, and as we we're as we we're amateur astrophotographers, and we were in in a mountain for very long nights. All these things came up for for our needs. We, it it was not uh, it was a brainstorming thing. And we were checking in in the field on the field that we were that, that we were needed needing this device. So it was it was not something that was you know uh, we we say Eureka and we and we and we designed the product. Gradually we found out that we need these features, these unique features. So we 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 compiled all these features in a product, and eventually after feedback from our colleagues from us. And during the long nights, uh, during where we, we don't sleep, and in the cold, right? And we do astrophotography. We yeah. found out that this is required to make a successful session of astrophotography without messing with spaghetti cables and you know, and uh, having power strips, hundreds of power strips and cables and then USB cables and all this kind of stuff that can ruin your night. Sure. If something sure. something got snagged, yeah, cable, cable management uh, has certainly become a lot easier, especially when you have everything um, integrated into one one package, um, one sorry, one reliable package. And I, it, and I have to say, I I I have I have seen a lot of cases, you know, that most people do not do proper cable management, and when there is a meridian flip, uh, they the cable got damaged, and your camera has then has a problem USB three socket or USB two, and then you all your all your all your all your night got got ruined, right? Because right. for a single socket fails due to due to meridian flip or a, or something that was forgotten. 
right. uh, a cable. So this is important also to have yeah. everything tied up. Yeah. So I want to talk about two specific products that, that are upcoming. Uh, these are really exciting. and over they've been in the works for a while. One of them completely caught me off guard um, uh, when, when you told me about it. Uh, but the first one I want to talk about is the environmental sensor, the Uranus Meteo sensor. Uh, this yeah, is an environmental cool. sensor. It also does several things uh, other than temperature and humidity. As a GPS, it does. Uh, ah, there it is. Beautiful. Um, yes. uh, when do I get mine? <laughs> and uh, well, I, we are ready. We are ready to ship now. So we'll, okay, great. We'll, uh, we'll accomplish all, all back orders by the next week. Uh, lots of problems in uh, sourcing parts, equipment, yeah. uh, especially the sensors. Most of the sensors we have here are from Bosch and other and other non-manufacturers. So the automotive uh, industry got all of them, and we had severe problems during the COVID-19. Uh, so now we managed to get all of them, and Good. and we have we have uh, compiled the board and everything, so we are ready to to start shipping. That's amazing. Uh, it, 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 it was a two years delay, I have to say, a painful two years delay, but eventually we are ready. So, so uh, let's, let's, let's talk about the sensor. Like, what, 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 what is it going to offer an imager? Um, what information are we going to be able to get out of it to, so that we can make the decisions on, on, the, on the quality of the data versus the, um, uh, the environment, the sky quality? What, what can we expect out of it? And, and what else can well, it do that you haven't told me yet? It's, it's unique of its kind. There is nothing similar. I believe the closest thing as a, as a mobile first device is the, is the sky quality meter we all know uh, from Unihedron, but it's, a, it's, a small, it's only for SQM. This one uh, uh, com combines a lot of sensors and uh, you, can, you, you can get this small device uh, in the field, in the mountain or whatever you are, wherever you are. And you can just uh, collect information about the temperature, the humidity, the pressure, um, uh, the, GP, the GPS latitude and longitude of your device, of your, of your site, the altitude. Uh, you can get uh, if there are, you can get readings if there are clouds or not, and you can you, you can also see uh, readings about how many clouds are uh, gathered above you, um, especially during, during the night. Maybe you, you you cannot see it if it's very dark, but uh, you can it it's pretty it does a pretty accurate measurement of the clouds uh, if if you are there. Uh, you, you can use it as an SQM also to measure three different scales, the Bortle, the, the MPSAS, which are seconds uh, per square mag, and, and the NECDI little limit magnitude. And also, there are also re readings about uh, the moon age uh, and, the, and the visibility of the moon, uh, the astronomical twilight and sun, sunrise and sunset. And uh, yeah, and some other information that you, can, you cannot see on the screen, but uh, you can also use it as a, not as a mobile version, but you can plug a USB and get all this reading uh, in the software, in the software we, we have. So instead of having it as a mobile and clicking there and there and, and gathering all the information, you can put it on your telescope just like that or just or something like, just like that and with a bracket. And uh, it's, 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 it's very easy to just plug a cable and uh, and you get all the readings 
in in the in in the software we have. Another okay. important thing is that the software has uh, graphics, so you can visualize all this during the night and how all this all this all the all this uh, method goes from temperature, from pressure, from if there are clouds. You can make decisions if there are clouds to you know to to use with Nina and turn off your all off or turn it on if there are no clouds. There are no 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 clouds. That you, was you quite, different things. That was a question I was going to ask. So we can uh, uh, fix this onto our telescope and where it's pointing, um, uh, or have it straight up, uh, and and then um, based on the information that it with its sensors and the information it's providing, we could tell our imaging software, Nina, Super Generator Pro, whatever. Uh, exactly, it's full, uh, it's fully ASCOM. So if, okay. if there, there are the observations, switch the driver. Yep. So you can use the observation, asking drivers, and uh, get the readings, and uh, know exactly what's going on, and integrate so we, it with Nina with the sequencer. I really like that feature, that ability, because then we can tell our software that it's not okay to image to pause, and it will pause the imaging. Exactly. It won't just stop, and then when the, that single cloud that might be causing a problem clears through. And everything's good to image. It just fires back up, does a quick plate solve. I would, uh, depending on the software using and how it's set up, and then you continue can, on again. You, so you're not losing, you're not losing the night, right? Because exactly, of, basically, because you can have different, you can have different uh, levels of, uh, of clouds in the software. It, it can, it, it can see if there are scattered clouds or or light clouds or high clouds or it's fully overcast. So you can say if it is fully overcast. Uh, you know, close their all off and go to sleep. Or if there are only scattered clouds, it can give you a warning that your scene might get affected. Okay. You know, if there are, if there are high clouds, you will definitely have some scene issues. Right. But you 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 can have all these uh, small variations of of clouds and temperature and humidity. Yeah. And you can say if there is high humidity, turn on the heaters. Right. Or if there is low humidity, don't turn them off. Turn them off. Or yeah. You do do a percentage. No. Yeah. I, I can see where that can be really useful information because a lot of that would be saved into like temperature, for example, uh, sky quality. Uh, that information, I believe, can be saved in the FITS header from the imaging software. And then when we bring it into like Pix Insight, yes. I've done this. Yes, you can do that. I, I've done a blink of my images and, and you can add extra columns. I, I wasn't aware of this until somebody pointed it out. Add extra columns, you can then um, organize all your images in blank based on specific measurements or um, uh, values of, of the, those different columns. And then depending on the, on the sky quality, you probably are gonna start seeing differences in your, in your images and in your, in your subs overall. And then you can just decide to get rid of the bad ones based off of that, that information. Correct. So it doesn't get baked Correct. into the overall image and then it's next to impossible to, to, to come out. And all, the, all this information comes into your ASCOM compliant software into Unity, right? And then, then Unity will serve that up to anything that calls there for are, there are There are two options. Either you can uh, integrate all this data uh, through Unity, through, so, so, sorry, through in, in, in your feeds through, through the ASCOM, uh, or, or we have Unity, which also stores uh, frequently every 10 seconds all the information in, in its da database. 
so you can you can store everything there automatically and get a, have historic records of your night. You can go back in time in Unity and check what happened, let's say, a couple of days ago, a couple of nights ago, and how all, all this work worked. Uh, another th another thing that we that we are planning also is that uh, we have uh, uh, we are going to launch a, a cloud service uh, that people can uh, share uh, information from Uranus for different places. Think 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 like the dark sky associations that have information about the dark sky ac across the globe. We can have all this information, but not only for dark sky. We can have information about temperature, humidity during that specific date, and uh, SQM if there are if there are clouds or not. So everybody can view a Google map or okay. something similar and yeah. and zoom in and check what what was happening there if someone has uploaded this information. Wow! So this is, this is very neat. You, you can have historic records in your system or upload all historic records automatically into the cloud if you want. That's, that's amazing. So we can, we can share with others um, what the weather is like in our particular area. Exactly. This is, yeah. this is something we, we plan to launch soon. It will be very good for the whole community. That's fantastic. You, you will be able to upload everything there and everybody can, can see this map, can view this map. And click all the points that are, you know, that have been uploaded, and check all the conditions during that specific date. Yeah, that, or that, night. Yeah, that, that's pretty neat. I've I've never heard of that from anyone else before, and I think it's a great, great addition to the community. And and um, there, there are where, there, exactly there were plans in the, with the Dark Sky Associations and other people to do that, but it was not it was not automatic automatically. You had to manually enter the data. Now with this device, it will automatically upload if you click the uh, submit button that uh, I want to upload everything in the cloud. So by the time you plug the device into your into the, the PC, uh, this uh, the Unity will automatically check if there are data available and it will upload to the cloud if you want. Okay. So and and we are checking also for for valid data. Uh, we we will not upload data that are not valid. Let's say if I if I put my hand. You know, just like this, get an SQM measurement inside the building, and I don't have a GPS inside the building. I will not upload it. It should we 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 validate the the, the data if there is a, a good GPS signal, if the SQM is valid in between ranges, if uh, you know if other people near you have the same pretty much the same values. So we can we will we will upload them after confirming and validate the the data. We want to make this map. Uh, real, really useful and and valid, right? Because if if we upload rubbish, nobody will use it. Sure. So, no, I, so I, this I, is absolutely. That... I I believe in that too. Gar garbage in, garbage out, right? And and we want to make sure that um, uh, the information that's available is is good data. That that that's you know I, I'm really excited for for the Uranus and for when it uh, does finally. <laughs> get shipped uh, to me. <laughs> I've been bugging Evans about this for for months, ever since I saw it firsthand at, at uh, AIC back in May. And uh, if if you follow me on on Facebook, and we did a Facebook live broadcast there, you, you probably saw it then as well. And and some of what Evans was talking about with the software, because uh, I think then you were you were demonstrating some of the features of it too. But let's let's move on. I want to talk about the that uh, beautiful mount that's behind you. 
the yes. next 101, this is, this is really exciting. Um, I have uh, customers that have been asking for it. I have customers who have already purchased it and waiting for uh, it to be delivered. Uh, this is a um, harmonic drive mount using a strain wave gear technology. Uh, if, if you're watching this video, you'll see something is missing um, from those mounts, and that would be the uh, counterweight. Uh, that's the beauty of the of the harmonic mount system because of the amount of torque that it does develop. So Pegasus Astro has developed this mount. This is the first mount that they've put out. It comes in that gorgeous blue and black that is consistent with a lot of their other products. Um, and we can see a lot of them here on, on this particular setup. There, I see the, the Nix mount. I see the Ultimate Power Box, the Falcon Rotator. I see the Prodigy Focuser uh, and uh, their, the Indigo Filter Wheel. Um, the only thing that's missing is a camera. <laughs> um, well, we, we have some plans, but the camera is, is a different you know, thing and we, we need to be ready first. Yeah. Right, right, I just, right, I right now, we, we, we are fully focused on the, on the mount. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that the QHY red is just taken away from all the gorgeous blue that's there. But talk to me about the, the mount. Um, <laughs> why did he decide to go with a harmonic system? I love harmonic. I, I have a harmonic mount myself, um, which is important for me because I have a bad habit of losing or forgetting my yeah, exactly. counterweight. Um, well, so it takes lots, of, lots of people are asking about that. Yeah, lots of people are asking about that, that why the harmonic. First, it's a new trend. And uh, I have to say that I also uh, use it, I have used it for, for lots of nights in, in the mountain. Uh, in the mountain. And uh, I have to say that. It's it's very nice. Also for me, I will never turn back now to uh, to to counterweights because you don't you don't need counterweights. This mount can uh, can uh, uh, support up to twenty kilos, forty four pounds, I think, uh, without counterweights. And uh, we have now here two configuration in the equatorial uh, system and in the Aldazu with the with, with the C eleven heads uh, on it. Um, uh, the good part about without counterweights and about the harmonic is that also there is no backlash. You don't have backlash in, in, the, in, the, in the gears. There are no gears. It's the harmonic strain wave system uh, that works and you can uh, uh, you go back and forth into your two, two, two axes, uh, array and deck or, or azimuth and altitude without, without having uh, motor backlash. So this is a very important thing. You can dead center in your eyepiece or in your um, in your uh, image field of view the target without losing degrees uh, caused by misalignment and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, motor backlash. So this is uh, this is one major advantage about that about the strain wave. So also the basically the most important advantage is that this Mount can have very very high payload without counterweights, even with twenty kilos of uh, um, of uh, payload, you don't you don't need uh, counterweights at all, and it doesn't affect the performance of the mount. It so will it will fully fully slew it will fully slew to five degrees or six degrees uh, through the sky without counterweights. Can we add a counterweight to it? Will that increase its payload ability? I, I did. I did some tests. I didn't see a, a guide difference uh, with yeah. with a, with a counterweight. But you can. Yeah. 
we support the classic Skywatcher M12 uh, thing, so you can just screw it here, see? Okay. And then you can add, add the counterweights you want. If, you, if you're going to add more kilos than 20, uh, let's say, I don't know, maybe you have a C14 and it's, it's heavier uh, with all your uh, eyepieces and di diagonal and all this kind of stuff you're going to add. So yeah, we, you, you can add the counterweight and increase the capacity to, to, to more kilos. So, so when, when we buy one of these Nix mounts, we're buying just the mount on its own. We're not buying it with the tripod. The tripod is an option. So The tripod if, is optional. You buy the mount with this very nice bag and it's very, it's very small and uh, it's very neat inside. We can carry that onto an airplane probably. Um, yeah, it's 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 very very small. You you put the the, the mount goes here and here goes the power supply and everything else. So you can you can just carry it uh, without without the problem. It's it's six kilos, and uh, and and that's it. So you buy the mount uh, with a cable with a power cable and the power supply, and uh, and that's it. And you you, you can there is a universal. Uh, uh, Sadu, uh, Los Mandi, and Lee uh, Vixen. So you can just place any telescope from a very small one to a larger one, like like the other I have here, the Celestron C11. Right. And 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 that's it. And uh, you just insert 12 volts. You don't need special uh, converters to step up the voltage. Everything is stepped up inside the mount for very high torque for the motors and very high slew rates. So you just plug the mount and uh, and you and 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 it works. And there is a brake also not to, not to slide when it's when it's off. There were problems in the beginning about the about mounts that uh, they were uh, that when when it was turning off it was uh, backsliding. Uh, so this is not a problem with us. Uh, there is a there is an electronic brake inside. So when you remove the power. Mount uh, the mount just uh, stops there and so, and so no problem. One one thing I noticed too is that there's no polar scope on it, but it looks like it has mountings for uh, a pole master. Um, yes, uh, yes, there is a mount. I can here have it here. Well, you can uh, you can uh, place. This is included, so you can place a pole master here. Um, and and just uh, screw it there and work uh, with the pole master, but also you can use. Uh, I stopped using it to be honest, and I use the Nina three star alignment. It's a, it's a, it's a free plugin, so you can easily use your camera as a as a polar scope. Yeah, and it's very decent and very efficient. There there are lots of uh, polar alignment solutions. Whether it's the Nina three star polar alignment. I believe Astrophotography Tool has it now. Yes, um, yes, uh, of course. And, has and it, software now. And ha, ha, yeah. Yeah, has its system as well. So there's lots of great solutions out there. Um, I believe you also support the LX200 command set. So if... if uh, Exactly. And I have a demo here. You see, I have... Um, and everything you runs can, off. You, you, runs can, you can just yeah, you can just use your mobile phone and the Sky Safari and connect mount and use it, I have it here. So you see, I can control it through Asalt as a move from, from my mobile phone now okay. with LX200. So it's very, it can easily lift 
the uh, the the C11 in uh, Altazmuth and even more payload. Yeah, that's so quite, can, that's quite amazing to to see a C11 being moved around very easily without without any additional yeah, counterweight. Very very easily. <laughs> you you yeah. can add an even an even larger one. Yeah. To be to be to be honest, when we started uh, testing the performance of the mount, we added two ten two five kilos on top of the C11 to know to simulate more payload and it was working also there without a problem so you can have you can have definitely more weight so i i noticed that there's the peer extension and, and then you also have looks like an eq6 tripod on there so that anyone that has yes. an eq6 mount and they want to upgrade to the this mount but, they can keep their tripod put the peer extension on which is um and then uh, or put the mount directly onto the EQ6 with the uh, your EQ6. Exactly, there, there is there is an EQ6 ad, an EQ6 adapter which we call it universal because it, we we also have included a lot of uh, holes so you can use it in your custom pier and just grab it mounted with with extra screws. Okay. And the good thing the good thing also about this is that we, you can we we sell these standoffs so you can add more standoffs for better stability. So we sell it with three, but you can add up to six. And you can increase the stability of the of this whole pier. Okay. So this is this is very neat. And and right right now we have the EQ6 and the and the and the adapter for our carbon fiber, which is very lightweight. But we plan to have more uh, more uh, adapters for other telescopes. Uh, for, sorry, for other for other tripods in the market. We start with this, but eventually we'll see the demand and uh, custom make more. Uh, adapters that will support, I don't know, Ioptron tripods or Berlbach or other or other tripods in the market that are more are very very uh, uh, they have a great reputation. Okay, yeah, no, very very beautiful mount. I can't wait to to see it here in our showroom as well. Um, and I believe you guys are going to be shipping in October. Is that still the plan? Yes, we we planned mid to end of October. At the latest, we need to catch up the Christmas period. So when people get the mount they love. <laughs> so, so this is something that we want to uh, to start shipping. We, we want to start shipping as soon as possible. The good thing also is that we have, uh, let me show you. We also have the unity ready, of course, with Ascom and everything. So, you know, here's the unity and this is the driver of the mount. So you get, Everything here, if you want, and uh, you can see all the all the mount uh, information and everything else when uh, when when it works, and uh, and you can have uh, you see here uh, all the information about the array and deck and azimuth, and you can have settings here about uh, the site latitude and limits and information about the mount. A good thing that I'd like to share also is that uh, the mount has uh, some uh, um, uh, sensors uh, in it about the tilt and the pitch uh, and pitch roll, so you can level the mount through the software. You don't okay. have to use a leveler, so you can you can check the software and, and see uh, and have an electronic le leveler and level the altazimuth mount uh, with the software. And, and there is also an, an electronic compass inside, so you can find uh, uh, easily the the north uh, di direction of the mount. 
Wow. You know, this, this is what has always amazed me about your products, Evan, is that you and Angelos have put so much into it uh, with, with the, the design where you guys really think of all the little features that are missing in the marketplace with other products. A little thing like that, like having an electronic compass to have an electronic level, right? I think it, it's a small little features like that that really add to the value, massive value to the product. And it it's still a very reasonably priced product as well um, on the market. I'm super, super excited about uh, the Nix mount. Us too, us too. There, there is a lot of competition, to be honest. We try to keep the prices as low as possible and to provide a very decent mount and modern uh, the harmonic gear mount to all of our customers. So I believe they will love it. And I, I, I already have loved it. And I use it, I will never turn back now. I have also other mounts like the EQ6 and EQ8, but I will never turn back. I put this in, in the bag and, yeah. and I have the telescope as it is without removing everything. I put it in, a, in my car and I go on the mountain and, and do astrophotography immediately. Uh, all the other guys are, you know, are struggling to to uh, put the mount and the, and, the, and, the, and the counterweights and everything. I set up my equipment in less than three minutes. Yeah, no, it, it, it's amazing. And as a harmonic drive uh, mount user myself, I, I feel the same way. Uh, it's kind of like I, like I drive an electric car, and I have been for the past <laughs> three, four years. Um, and I can't see myself ever going back to a gas car again. Uh, just because why, right? It 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 doesn't uh, to me. It doesn't make make a whole um, lot of sense for my situation, anyways. Um, I like I, so it's the same thing. I I I like I said for me it was the best thing ever to not have to worry about counterweights because I'll go to a star party and I'll unpack everything and then I have to call my wife and beg her to <laughs> to, to meet me and bring me well, my weights. I'll, I'll tell you I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you I'll tell you a joke here. We have a friend who lives uh, uh, one hundred meters away. And uh, when we, the last time, I believe a couple of months ago, uh, we were walking, we, we saw in his backyard, uh, the counterweights left down because the, the, guys, the guy was loading the car to go on the mountain, but he left the counterweight down on the ground. And oh, we took God. a photo, we took a photo as a marketing you know, point that, okay, he forgot something, <laughs> get, get the harmonic <laughs> drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that, so that, this is that's this amazing. is this is also neat. amazing. Yeah, that yeah. we we can have now this technology. Yeah. Hey, I I just noticed something really quick. If if you guys can show me on the C11, you have your motor on the back. The the. Yeah. This is the zero. The focus cube zero, and it is all faxes, uh, in order not to collide all your, your equipment with the motor, so you can load the filter wheel. Or, you know, or everything else you want and, and will not collide with, uh, with, with your gear. And it's a belt and uh, uh, belt system with pulleys, pulleys and belt. Yeah. It's, it has zero backlash also. It's direct motor with some uh, uh, gearbox uh, uh, re reduction. Right. Uh, so, so no gearbox with pulleys and belt reduction. So there is no backlash and you can quickly uh, move from one point to another, even if you are also a visual uh, imager, uh, a, a visual guy or an imager, you can quickly move from one point to another. Uh, and so, so it's, it's very fast, very accurate. 
and uh, and very precise. Yeah, I, I like the fact that it's got zero backlash on it. That um, uh, th that is especially on I think on an SCT that that's very important, um, uh, particularly when you have a long focal length and you're trying to focus with yeah, you know, on a exactly. focal machine. So that, that that's a great great addition. So. You know, I th this was absolutely amazing. Uh, Evans and I have talked about doing a podcast recording for well over a year, and we haven't been able to get our, our schedules to to align uh, properly. Now I know, now I know why because there's these two amazing products that are coming out, and and look, all the focus was put onto that. So I think that's great. You know, Evans, thank you very much for for your, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, Thanks for, for holding the camera for us as well. All this time. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure uh, um, the arms are getting uh, tired. So, you know, I, I appreciate uh, your time and, you know, to everybody who had uh, is listening and subscribe. Thank you. Thanks again for, for doing so. Uh, I know it's been a long time since I've had a podcast uh, recording put out. So we're going to, um, now we have a regular cadence scheduled and we'll get more out there, but I appreciate everybody and Evans, Stathos, thank you very much for your time and uh, um, clear skies to you, clear skies to everybody that's listening and we'll catch you on the next podcast. Thank you guys. Thank you, Steve. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.